Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Binance Podcast. My name is Weijo. I'm the Chief Financial Officer for Binance. So, what I want to do with this show is to spend time talking to specialists, entrepreneurs, scholars, influencers, basically leading people from a variety of industries. Hopefully, through these conversations, we can share insights on how blockchain is changing not just these different industries, but also in changing the world. Here's a quick disclaimer: all opinions expressed by our host and our guests on this podcast are merely their own opinions. They do not imply any endorsements or opinions of their companies. You should not take these opinions as specific investment advice, as you will be solely responsible for your own investment. Thanks, everybody.、Uh, this is we. I'm back with another exciting episode of the Binance Podcast. Today is actually a very special podcast. I think it's the first time we actually have two guests on at the same time to talk about the, a new merged entity. Um, today, I'm I'm really really excited to be joined by、uh, Juan Otero, who is the CEO and founder of Travala, and Caleb Yao, who is the CEO and founder of、uh, Travel by Bit. And I think、uh, last week you may have read in the news that a merger was announced between Travala and Travel by Bit to really take on the、uh, crypto travel industry. Combined entity, you know, will have the largest hotel and airline offerings. I think in not just sort of the crypto space, but actually in sort of the all of the、uh, online traveling space as well. So,、um, so it actually brings you know spending crypto, the possibility of spending crypto、uh, for travel,、um, to basically to a, a larger, larger, larger segment. As some of our、uh, listeners、uh, may have known, Binance, I actually worked on the deal to invest into Travel by Bit in 2018, and over the last sort of year and a half, we've seen really the business and the product take shape, and basically see the product offering really expand. And I came across Juan、uh, through introduction of Caleb a couple of months ago, as I think the parties were talking about what the merge entity would look like. Because I think, whereas different companies offered special、uh, or expertise or specialties、uh, in terms of offerings in either the hotel and the、uh, air air travel space, and I think you know something that really happened during this period was actually COVID nineteen. And I think this virus, as a whole, have you know dampened the demand for the travel industry, and people are asking, you know, why are you doing this now, right? When travel demand is at a, at a near all time low, I'm a contrarian. I believe in that, you know, when 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 actually when the market is bad, is actually a really good time to invest and build. And I think timing couldn't have worked out for travel by bit. For、uh, for Travala, for us to actually,、um, you know, jointly to get, work together、uh, post the merger, and also to work together with sort of within the Binance ecosystem to really explore the way for、uh, to take travel booking、um, with crypto to the next level. So enough for me.、Uh, let me introduce Juan and Caleb. Juan, why don't you get started to talk a little bit about Travala,、uh, who you guys are? I think some of our listeners may have known who you are, but some of most of them don't. And then Caleb, you can jump in and talk a little bit about what Travel by Bit and you know, its history, its origin story, and then you guys can, and then we can talk about the merger subsequent to that. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Wei. So yeah, let me just give you a quick introduction about myself.、Uh, my name is Juan Otero, 38 years old, originally from Spain.、Uh, I went traveling when I finished university in Madrid.、Uh, ended up in in the UK where I joined、um, Oracle. At the time, was still、uh, Sun Microsystems. After Oracle, I spent three years at, at Booking.com, at the product management team.、Uh, it was at the time when Booking got acquired by Priceline. I think Priceline paid、uh, 130 million for what ended being, you know, probably the 
the most profitable travel deal ever made. So big, big win there for, for Priceline. After booking, I founded an online restaurant reservation system in Europe, very similar to Open Table in the US. Um, raised several rounds from venture capital and then sold it to the to the Michelin Group in, in France. I got involved in blockchain in 2015. Uh, probably like many of us, uh, I came across the uh, Satoshi's white Bitcoin white paper. Those nine pages probably triggered what today is a real passion for for blockchain blockchain technology. I also started doing some work as a consultant uh, for a few tech startups and government organizations like the European Commission in Brussels and the EIT in Budapest, the European Institute of Technology and Innovation. And I came across the, the other two co-founders at Travala.com in, in 2017. And yeah, here we are today. Travala has you know, grown from a, from a small startup to one of the leading uh, blockchain-based uh, hotel and accommodation booking services. We boost over 2 million hotels in 230 countries. And we've become a champion of cryptocurrency adoption. Uh, we integrate over 25 uh, leading cryptocurrency payment options, including BNB and BUSD, uh, for which we're actually about to build native uh, in-platform wallets as well, which make it, will make it a lot easier for, for BNB and BUSD holders to, to book online as well. But yeah, the whole Travala proposition is, is uh, blasted by AVA. Uh, AVA is the native token of, of Travala.com, and it can be used for payments, for loyalty and rewards, discount, bonuses, and, and some uh, other use cases. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting ride. And um, yeah, definitely uh, we're here for mission. And the mission is basically to decentralize travel uh, and take that control away from, from the centralized uh, travel platforms like Booking.com, Expedia, and so on. Hi, guys. This is Caleb from Travel by Bit. It is my second time on the Binance podcast. So if you want details, uh, you can look up that first episode. But briefly about myself, I've been in crypto now for over six years. And I believe that Bitcoin and blockchain is going to play an important role in the future of finance. Um, I feel tremendously privileged to wake up every day to work on something I truly believe in and to continue to contribute to the growth of this amazing ecosystem. So Travel by Bit is a company that is on a mission to drive crypto adoption. Back in 2017, almost every other person I knew was trading crypto, from my dentist to the Uber drivers, and even my mom uh, called up one day to ask, how to buy this thing she called a big coin. The thing back then was when you, you had all this crypto, uh, but when you tried to go to use it, there were very limited traditional places you could actually spend your crypto on. Billions were being traded every week, but there was hardly any way you could use it. So with this technology, uh, anyone from anywhere around the world can receive payments regardless of borders and without the risk of chargeback fraud. So it really makes a lot of sense for crypto to have a strong use case in the travel sector. And Travel by Bid was founded to help build that genuine crypto adoption in the travel industry. Oh, awesome. Thanks, you guys. I just want to reiterate, this is actually Caleb's uh, second go-around on the Binance podcast here. Juan and Caleb, obviously you guys were competitors in the space, right, for a bit of time. And how did you guys meet? And then how was the idea of the, of the merger hashed? Yeah, I suppose for us, you know, echoing what Caleb just said, we had a lot of respect for what the, the team at Travel by Bid were building, particularly within, within the expertise in, in the fly booking vertical. We were building the platform around accommodation bookings, uh, mainly hotels, apartments, and so on. 
but we saw the team doing a great job overall in, in pushing for adoption and in building you know, a world-class platform for booking flights uh, with crypto uh, in this case. So yeah, I think um, we met all the way back in consensus. I think that was 2019. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Caleb. We had a few conversations going on probably before that. And uh, yeah. yeah, like in any industry, you know, you, you're probably seeing what's happening in the, in the mainstream uh, travel space. You've got the big players like the Expedias and Bookings of the world basically focusing on consolidation since, since the early day. Uh, so for us, you know, we, we share a very similar vision uh, in terms of, of where we want to, to go with, with, the, with the business as a whole and how we want to push for adoption and how we want to take that control away from the centralized online travel booking platforms. So it kind of made sense to, to join forces and consolidate and, and build something a lot bigger and better. Uh, I think the synergy between the teams was very clear since day one. And um, yeah, here we are today uh, embarking yeah. on this adventure. True. Also, before all coming together as, as two companies, Juan and I took a lot of time to understand the two teams. Uh, and as it turns out, personnel we had on each side was very, very complimentary. In areas of our business where we had skill gaps, Travala had the right experience and uh, vice versa. So, I mean, the key to running a successful business is to have a good team. And I believe what we have together now is a super experienced team in the travel vertical to take the company to the next level. Absolutely. Yeah, we're in a much better position now to grow and face the, the next phase of, um, of growth for the business. We obviously expecting a lot of demand build up from COVID and post COVID. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so that's something that I want to talk to a little bit, sort of like um, pre, because one of the things we've seen is actually, or one of the issues that we had sort of is the growth issues I had is basically how do we get more adoption, right? And basically, we need more crypto adoption before travel's use case of via crypto comes in and takes into shape. And I think that was one of the things where, from my perspective, it was a longer sort of termed investment. And I just want to see how you guys look at it. Where is that demand coming from um, before we jump into the whole COVID situation? And my mind is actually going to accelerate demand. Yeah, I suppose what, what have you seen in the industry is like if you go a step back and you look at the cases like Airbnb and those disruptors that, you know, what they were bringing to consumers was, you know, more reasonable pricing, you know, allowing travel suppliers to compete more freely, giving more importance to, you know, user reputation and trustworthy reviews and so on. Uh, what we're trying to do here is not just to offer more choice in terms of users being able to pay with crypto. You can pay with Bitcoin and a number of other digital assets, but we're also implementing blockchain technology as a whole to fill those gaps in the industry and to give more confidence to the user in terms of, you know, uh, trustworthy reviews, uh, proper pricing models, uh, knowing that, you know, there's a semi-decentralized platform that actually gives them more truth and more transparency when it comes to them spending the money uh, to book a hotel. Uh, we've seen at Travada a lot of the traction coming from within the crypto and blockchain space, partnered with a lot of the you know, main players in the industry. And uh, we've been very lucky to build a community that, you know, has been following us and supporting the project since day one. Uh, but we also see a lot of mainstream users. You know, for us, there's something that we always had in mind since the beginning. It was, you know, we want to put crypto in the hands of many. You know, anyone can come to Travala.com, you know, my mom or your mom, you know, people that have not been familiar perhaps with the crypto space. And they can make a booking and they can pay with a credit card. They can pay with fiat, but they're going to get rewards in tokens. They're going to get a wallet that's been built on the platform. Everything happened on the background. So we like the concept of slowly introducing mainstream users also to the crypto space by offering them a reliable booking platform that boosts more choice, better pricing, good UX, and all the other benefits that 
as you can expect from the likes of Booking.com, but enhance, you know, taking to the next level with what we do with the tokenized economy and, you know, the different blockchain technology that's implemented on the platform. I think overall with COVID, besides just uh, the travel impact, I mean, we're, we're in uncharted waters, especially with the amount of money the world governments are printing. Uh, I think this will have an impact on trust people have in uh, the ability of fiat to hold its value. This will drive more folks into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So I think overall, it's a good thing for the crypto ecosystem. And uh, as a travel service provider that deals with crypto, we want to be there to service those users once they come into the ecosystem. Okay. And speaking of that, obviously, sort of global travel demand has, has pretty much gone down, right? And I don't I actually don't want to sort of, because like, I think the current impact is actually pretty obvious. What I want to actually talk about is like, what do you guys see upcoming impact, right? Because I know sort of um, one of the, you guys have all maybe have seen this picture of the Yellow Mountain in China, where it was opened up basically barely, I think about a month ago for this travel season. And then they basically hit their like 300,000 people quota in like a day. And basically people are packed at this tourist destination already. There's this massive pent-up demand for travel that's being built. And I'm sure if you, know, if you guys can capture some of that. But what are you guys thinking? Yeah, I mean, you got the whole travel industry was you know, estimated to be worth around $700 billion this year. You're looking at a forecast now that's been revised to around $450 billion. Uh, you got places like Europe, uh, they've obviously been hit particularly hard, but you know, the tourism contributes around 10% of GDP. Uh, when you have revenues falling 10%, I mean 40%, uh, you can imagine the impact that this is going to have in the industry. But yeah, as you said, you know, people will travel again. It is a matter of time. You know, vacation travel will return. Maybe international corporate travel will take a bit longer uh, you know, until all the uh, lockdown restrictions and so on are, are lifted. But then you also have all these countries that need to kickstart their economies. And you know, one of the main things that they're going to focus on is uh, you know, basically pushing travel. And you got all this talk about the so-called travel bubbles. You know, you got Australia and New Zealand, the Baltic countries, uh, Italy's already uh, implemented the lifting of the restrictions. So there's going to be a push, we believe, from local governments to incentivize travel. Uh, we personally, we obviously expect uh, domestic travel to recover a lot faster than international travel due to the travel restrictions. But we also expect a, a massive amount of built-up demand from people that have been locked in their houses basically for the last two to three months. You know, they're going to jump into booking travel as soon as these restrictions are lifted. We actually saw a massive increase in traffic last week alone. Traffic is, is up 80% week on week because people are already seeing these restrictions being lifted in the next you know, week or two in several markets. So yeah, we are very confident that we're going to see a sharp recovery, particularly in domestic uh, travel. And now obviously with you know, Travel and Travel a bit working together, uh, we're really working on you know, how we're going to merge the platforms. So Travala is going to start offering flight bookings and Travel Bit is going to start offering the, the hotel booking inventory from Travala. We're going to do a lot of cross-selling, uh, special deals and marking pushes and so on uh, to make sure that we capture as much as possible of this domestic travel as it starts to pick up again. One interesting observation I had was uh, before COVID, there was uh, quite a lot of destruction in the travel industry where people were going with Airbnb, accommodation sharing sort of business were, were taking off. With COVID, I think there's going to be a bit of reversal of that trend. People are going to be looking at more trusted sources. So to hotels, business managed hotels, where, where you, because people don't want to stay 
necessarily in a stranger's house anymore. They, they want to stay somewhere where it's been sanitized. There's a little bit more trust. And I guess that, that's one of the strong points of, I guess, the Travala platform, which is a hotel-based platform. I think that will benefit from the shift from people using Airbnb back to uh, traditional hotel bookings. The other thing I also think quite interesting is if you look at what COVID has revealed is how fragile some of the large airline loyalty programs are. So I am a Virgin uh, Australia frequent flyer, and I have a stack of Virgin Velocity points, uh, all of which now unusable because Virgin Australia has gone into administration, right? Uh, as a user, I'm left in limbo, and all those points are stuck. So COVID has shown there is a need for a more transparent, uh, more open, tradable market-based loyalty point system in the travel industry. And I, I believe the open and transparent loyalty system built on blockchain, uh, like what Travala has done. It's a very, very interesting uh, alternative. That's actually a really good point. Juan, do you want to talk a little bit about the AVA token? That's something that's probably very unique right now within sort of the crypto and uh, space, right? Absolutely. And that was back to what Caleb was just mentioning, you know, is how can we continue to trust these centralized, you know, entities uh, that we rely on basically, for example, with, with the case of loyalty points, uh, in the case of the ABA token at Travala.com, we have a smart program, which is a staking program uh, that allows users to enjoy particular benefits and discounts when they, the ABA token within the platform. Uh, obviously, this is, you know, decentralized uh, staking model built on Binance chain, uh, where users can, you know, be sure that, you know, they're going to stake those tokens, those tokens are going to be there, they're going to get access to a number of benefits when it comes to you know, making travel reservations, gift bags, exclusive discounts, and so on. We actually have tier level smart program that goes from tier one to tier five that allows users to enjoy more benefits or higher discounts depending on, you know, the amount of, of ABA that they have locked on the platform. Uh, we've seen a massive increase in the interest of uh, users uh, to stake the ABA tokens within the Traveler platform and also to become part of this, uh, you know, exclusive membership uh, within the Traveler.com platform. This is an example of how people are slowly losing trust in decentralized entities and knowing that, hey, here's blockchain technology, something that I can use for a liquid asset that I can actually uh, trust because it's, it's on the blockchain. And it also gives me benefits to enjoy when I book travel with. Uh, we also pay bonuses for staking the, the ABA token. So it's a win-win model for ABA token holders. And overall, the, the utility of the token uh, is evolved over time. I mean, initially it was just a payment token where people could use AVA to pay on the platform. Uh, it's evolved to powering a whole uh, tokenized loyalty and rewards program, uh, the smart program, uh, discounts and bonuses, and, and a number of other use cases. And the AVA token is also about to be integrated in CoinGate, which is going to make it accessible to over 5,000 merchants worldwide outside of the, of the Traveler.com ecosystem. And yet we're looking at how we're going to also leverage the, the AVA token with you know, the merge with Travel by Bit to make sure that we boost the utility of the token across both platforms. And hopefully with the support and, and advice from finance, we're looking to continue to develop the use cases and the utility of the token. But yeah, a very successful you know, implementation, knowing that there's a, there's a token that powers the whole economy and something that users really, really enjoy. One thing I want to add, actually, Caleb, to your point in terms of work, because I know, and Juan, this probably applies to you as well. How close are you guys in terms of working with the airlines or the hotel chains, talking to them, to a business development or a relationship management with them to see how they can use these tokens in the traditional way? 
you know, Caleb and I have actually brainstormed quite a bit on is um, one of the biggest things, like, you know, when I travel is basically airline miles and hotel points. The Starwood points used to be, you know, you get certain treatments and the airline miles, you can get upgrades and free travels from them. And I actually see like a direct conversion almost like with a tokenized format that's actually cross applicable on different platforms. If either case, then how does that like, do you see an op- opportunity for that down the road? That would be tremendous, I think, as a traveler that I can, for points that I don't use, that I can actually sell, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we've been looking into uh, for a while. Um, there's a couple of concerns to, to take into account there, particularly when you look at, you know, the tokenization of um, loyalty programs from the likes of, you know, the Hiltons and Marriott's of the world and so on. And, you know, the, the large travel uh, companies, let's say, that, that is volatility. Volatility is an issue, but yeah, there's, there's ways that, that we can definitely work around that. And um, there's interest already from some of our partners, traditional travel partners, like uh, travel member platforms and so on, where they, you know, shown interest already to potentially have AVI being the backbone of the loyalty and rewards program. Uh, going back to your uh, initial comment in terms of uh, building relationships with hotels and airlines and so on, um, at Travel.com, we always had this this vision to you know, decentralize more and more aspects of the business, uh, you know, to build the decentralized business models. Uh, if you look at our white paper at whitepaper.travala.com, we have laid down, uh, you know, where we see things evolving over time. And, you know, there is an intention to, you know, do a lot of decentralized work in terms of building a decentralized sales force, looking into uh, what we call the direct contracting program, which is basically having a network of agents, let's say, helping us build those relationships with, uh, you know, the different suppliers, in this case, hotels, airlines, and so on. And part of that offering uh, to them could very well be the possibility to use uh, a tokenized loyalty rewards program powered by AVA. Uh, Yeah, there's a significant opportunity there. And there's just, you know, how we develop this over time to make sure that, you know, we we can counteract things like, uh, you know, volatility in the token and so on. But yeah, a massive opportunity from our view there. From an airline's point of view, we've talked to several airlines. I mean, Qantas and Virgin in Australia have massive point programs here. The airlines want to have a lot of control. Decentralized entities who have control of these points prefer it to be centralized. But I think given COVID and what is, like I said, how it's shown how fragile some of these loyalty programs are, I think consumers will demand transparency. They'll, they'll demand the future loyalty programs to be a little bit more open, a little bit more tradable. Uh, so I definitely feel that will happen in time and that will be a push from uh, the consumer side as some of these larger programs fail in, in a sense because COVID's affected them in such a negative way and we've seen how fragile some of them have turned out to be. Yeah, I mean, it's only so long that the big OTAs can get away with it, isn't it? I mean, we saw the debacle that happened with that fake restaurant on, on TripAdvisor with thousands of fake reviews. Uh, from a restaurant that didn't even exist. Uh, we've seen people losing trust with, you know, the air miles, you know, reward systems. We, we've got cases like, you know, Booking.com using the Genius program that is funded by the hotels themselves. And, you know, half of the time they, they boost uh, fake discounts. So, yeah, the, the consumer is losing trust and is becoming a smarter consumer. And that's why I think we, we have a great opportunity here to take the lead in terms of, of transparency, of uh, how we offer a better system, a more transparent system all over to, to the consumers when it comes to booking travel, to know that, you know, they're booking at the right price, uh, they get more choice, they get, you know, trustworthy reviews, the actual loyalty programs, the loyalty points are, are real and, and owned by them and, and so on. 
I guess we'll come to sort of the last part. What are some of the most exciting things that you see then post the merger? Like say it's sort of the top two or three things that you guys are looking to roll out product-wise, feature-wise, or utility-wise. So product-wise, we are already working on the release of the cross-selling, which is scheduled for next week, uh, which is a cross-selling integration of flights on Traveler.com and hotels on Travel by Bid. This will basically set us as one of the largest OTAs in the world in terms of uh, accommodation and flight booking options. We'll be boosting over 600 airlines worldwide and 2 million hotels and accommodations in, in over 230 countries. Uh, we're expecting that to go live next week. And yeah, obviously we're working on a deeper uh, integration down the road and uh, different ways to boost the utility of, of the AVA token, you know, completing the, the full merger of the teams. But in terms of the product, we are uh, very excited to work towards possibly a, a full technology merger where anyone going to travel by bid will be able to access uh, all the hotel and flight inventory that we have available and the same on, on the traveler.com side. Uh, we're also implementing a couple of um, actions to counteract the downturn in, in bookings. We're doing the very aggressive marketing campaigns towards you know, local activities, staycations. We reduce the booking fees as well to further boost the, you know, the competitive pricing value proposition. We are obviously putting a lot of effort into the refund policy and making sure that you know, uh, users uh, can book confidently knowing that you know, if they have any problem with, the, with their bookings, they, they will be refunded. And also offering a lot of advice, travel advice. We build a number of uh, country-specific travel guides for people to get access to information and knowing so that they can know when and where they can travel to. But in terms of the product development, uh, it's mainly around uh, making sure that we implement that cross-selling. So we uh, have that massive uh, offering in terms of um, hotel and flight booking options across both platforms. And we incentivize the use of the, the AVA token across both platforms. From a business perspective, I think our joint mission is to help crypto adoption. So we do want to focus on getting that message to the community as well to t let them know, you know, we're still here. And we, when we talk about crypto adoption, it's not just that you can use crypto on Trabala and Travel by Bit. I mean, the reality is we are still in that phase where there are more people outside of crypto than inside the tent, you know. Uh, a lot of people are actually sitting on the edge of the pool wanting to dip their toes into crypto and they're seeing world governments printing unlimited amounts of money, eroding the value of their cash savings. And they want to, they want to start to see crypto as an alternative choice. And so we want to continue to urge uh, the crypto community to support us because I think having our companies as the flagship use case for crypto is very, very important to get some of these mainstream folk in. Because travel is very, very visible. And when someone can say that, look, I book my plane ticket to Japan or a spa in Bali with Bitcoin, it becomes real for them. And it becomes uh, real for those who are just uh, sitting out the side of the pool. And they'll, they'll take that plunge in when they can see that they can actually use this thing. So we want to continue to uh, have that message uh, with the wider crypto community to continue to come and support us to help build this genuine adoption together. Thank you, Juan. Uh, thank you, Caleb, for your time. And we really look forward to sort of seeing, you know, more use cases. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, using my BNB to book, once this thing's over, to book my next flight because I'm dying to get the F out of where I am right now. So, <laughs> Yeah, you know the only All right. one. <laughs> All right. Really appreciate your time, guys. Uh, thanks, Juan. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, thanks, mate. Thanks a lot for having us. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview as, as much as I did. 
If you like this show, please share this episode on Twitter, Facebook, Telegram, WeChat, or any other social media platforms. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Binance Podcast, and see you next time.